The European Union has passed a law effectively banning the sale of new petrol and diesel cars by 2035. It raises concerns for the Motor Trade Association, which say that Australia must not follow suit. To shed some further light on why is Tom Edwards, the Motor Trade Association spokesperson. Good morning to you, Tom. Good morning, Katie. How's it going? Yeah, really good. Thank you so much for your time this morning. Tom, if introduced, would this effectively force drivers to, well, adopt electric vehicles? Effectively in the European Union, that is correct. And so our very strong message here in Australia is that we don't want to distort market intervention. We want to make sure that we approach and accelerate electric vehicles in a pragmatic and practical way. And we're very much in favour of EVs, but we think we need to do it in a sensible way, particularly given the fact that the European market is uniquely different to Australia. Just for one example, in Norway, which is seen as largely the electric vehicle leader amongst many other countries, they sell about 80% of their new car sales each year are electric vehicles, but that only equates to 20% of the overall car's on their roads. Right. Compare that, for example, to the Territory, only 1%, or not even 1%, of all new cars last year were EVs. So we've got a long way to go. We're saying we're in favour of it, but let's make sure we do it the right way. Yeah, absolutely. And and do it in a way that, uh, you know, that we're ready for as well, I guess, even when it comes to infrastructure and that kind of thing for us here in the Territory. Absolutely. There are a lot of issues for us to work through and we're very committed to it, but we are a little bit behind the eight ball compared to our European counterparts. The things like you touch on charging infrastructure, making sure that there is enough adequate charging networks to be able to actually make sure your car can go from point A to point B. There are a range of things to consider and also not just charging, but also the price and particularly compared in a territory for utes, which we know are the overall favourite model for Territorians and paying, you know, over $100,000 for an EVU probably just doesn't pass the buck no. for a lot of people. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, that's been the biggest thing, hasn't it? Like, I think in theory it's it's wonderful to think uh, let's all drive electric vehicles, but it can be incredibly expensive to make that transition. It can be. And also not just in the sense of the expense, but if, for example, you want to drive a ute and it's an electric vehicle, your payload and towing capacity is limited. So, again, we're in favour of it, but we're saying, we're saying let's have a mature conversation and see what it actually means on the ground, and that's why the Motor Trade Association has contributed towards the National Electric Vehicle Strategy, which yep. is hopefully released shortly, um, and making sure that for the everyday person who does want to be environmentally conscious, that it's actually possible for them without hurting their, their, their pockets. Tom, what does it mean, though, as well? Like, you know, for most of us, you've either got a diesel or a petrol car. Um, even if you get to the point where then you're going, all right, well, I'm going to go electric. Like, are you going to be able to trade it in in the same way that you usually would? I'm assuming not if we're getting to the point where you're phasing them out. Yeah, that's right. And so one of our main concerns is that if we do adopt similar short-term benchmarks, which the European Union has done, it means that the trading value of existing petrol and diesel cars would effectively plummet. Now, obviously, we don't want that because we want to make sure that people can use the value of their existing car to upgrade to an electric vehicle. So what we're saying is, yes, we're in favour of electric vehicles, but let's not punish people who can not afford it, those high prices 
for electric vehicles by effectively putting them out of the market. So where are we at right now in Australia? Like, what is the policy? I know that you mentioned that there is a, I think you said a review underway, but what do you think we're going to move to here? I think we definitely are increasing our electric vehicle sales and that's really positive and we are supportive of it. But probably in the short term anyway, the biggest player and contributor will be hybrids. Um, Hybrids are becoming more and more popular And additionally, for the territory where we do have um, a lot of trucking, a lot of heavy commercial vehicles, hydrogen will also be a player in that. We see that to start to come up. So I think there's a broad range of things. Australia definitely um, is behind the able compared to some of the European nations, but that also provides us an opportunity to do things, which to avoid doing things which they've done wrong. we are picking up, but there is a long way to go. Yeah, I had heard that, uh, that you know, hydrogen is going to be the way that we sort of move as well when it comes to our vehicles. Are we st- like, it sounds as though we're still a, a little while away from that, though. We are, and there are some manufacturers who have invested in it. But again, it's another option um, for both industry, both commercial, and also for everyday people. But we are a little bit long way to go, and that is why hybrids are probably the most popular alternative type of vehicle. Yeah. But there are more and more people getting EVs. Um, we're seeing it, but like I said, the territory only having about 1% of Utah sales their oh. EVs in 2022. Um, we are a bit off. Well, Motor Trade Association spokesperson Tom Edwards, it's always great to catch up with you. Thank you so very much for having a chat with us about this one this morning. Thanks so much, Katie. Thank you.